So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast, episode 112 for July 16th, 2017. My name is Nathan Reed and Spruth, and joining me this week we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. Against my will. Yet again. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a long wait there. <laughs> anyway, next we have Andrew Aroa McFain. Uh... I hate all of I, you. I can't think of anything clever to say. And we have Nick Nicole Nicolotis Robinson Carroll. Interwitty banter here. Hi, guys. Hi. Yes, this is the most exhilarating podcast. It's already starting <laughs> off well. Good. Hey, at least, I didn't, at least I didn't let a train go through the silence before I started talking. That's true. So We also talk over each other, which is perfect. It's just what people want to hear. Get a load of 40 more minutes of that. <laughs> it's it's going to yeah. be amazing. So <laughs> what games have you been playing this week, Nick, Nicole? Uh, a little bit more near, And I don't know. I've, I've been getting way more into tabletop gaming than video gaming lately. But being with uh, the, a new member of the Rollmongers podcast with the Star Wars campaign, it's ridiculous. I'm like obsessed now. I've written my character's entire backstory and everything. Yeah. Right, right, Cross right. advertising. That's that's what tends to happen. Oh, yes, cross-advertising for the next, like, two months. So, until, you know, all the stuff gets taken down. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, so, you haven't been playing any video games? I did I did play some more Nier. Like, I was playing that last week. I did a little bit more of that. It's, it's one that I'm doing kind of like in small doses on the weekends. Because so it's a little too intense to get into on a weeknight. <laughs> so, Nier is... Nier's like the... Uh, near uh, no. near automata or automata, whichever way you want to say it. It's it's the it's the butthole gate game, the robot oh. chick. Oh, the okay, song. okay. I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking Neo for some reason, which was the Dark Souls like game. So uh, no, different game. Um, yes. And and what games have you been playing, uh, Connor? Uh, I'm playing Titanfall two right now, so that's still going great. Uh, however, I decided this actually just yesterday. I made the final decision that I was done trying to play Metal Gear Solid Two. Picked that up from a coworker, as I'm pretty sure I detailed last time I was on this podcast. And golly, that game just plays terrible on the Vita. Don't don't even try. You'll save yourself oh. a lot of frustration. Yeah, don't don't do that. Why are you I, playing I didn't on know. the Vita? Because uh, that's the, that's the Sony console I own. Oh right, yes. Yes, you should have played it on the um, computer. Uh, I mean, it, I guess I can try it, but I don't know. The thing, the, the whole experience just put a really bad taste in my mouth, to be honest. I don't have that much interest in going back to it, and most of that is just out of childish bite. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm an adult, and I'll hate whatever I damn well please. I mean, I'm an American adult, let alone. Uh, I don't remember. Was the Vita version Twin Snakes, or was that a remake of the original? Uh, you get the, the 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 tanker story, which is in the Hudson River, and then the rest of it you play as Raiden. Oh wait, Twin Snakes was the original Metal Gear. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, what you're thinking is, you, yeah, you you play as Metal Gear, or uh, you play as Solid, and then you play only like one mission, and then it go, hands over to Raiden, which is. It pissed a lot of people off. I think they, it's brilliant. I thought it was uh, great too. Oh, no, you're you're playing as a woman. Isn't that relevant to other things that's going on? Yeah, we'll talk yep. about that in a bit. And Aroa, what games have you played? Played a lot of uh, played a lot of Civ Six. Oh, I saw that. Thanks for yeah, inviting Civilization me. Civilization Six. I didn't I even know you played with your wife. Yeah, I do own I it. Yeah. Uh, I own it because I'm an idiot. I've been playing like exclusively with Katie and her siblings. Um, I didn't like Civ Five as like much as my friends did. Uh, I like strategy games, but I'm really bad at them. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, Civ Six is definitely no exception, but Civ Six is so much more fun. Like. 
I don't remember ever having this much fun playing Civ. So you know one of the things I don't like about Civ Six? I don't like the art style. I, I don't like a lot of the visual choices. I don't like a, a lot of the creative, like, like aesthetic choices in in the game. The narrator is shit. Yeah. Um, is they they just went? Let's get the guy from Game of Thrones. Here we go. Is it? And it's not Dinklage, is it? No, it's uh, the guy that plays Jon Snow. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is, but okay. It, he just sounds like an Irish guy. Oh, Harrington um, okay. is his name. It, it, Leave it to me to know the hot guy's name. <laughs> of course, of course. It, it just like doesn't work anywhere near as well as that old guy in five. Um, and like, yeah, the the visuals just they look better, definitely. But I, I don't know. I liked the art style in five more. Yeah, and the uh, the like with, with the leaders, the leader view thing. I, it was a lot cooler in five where they had like a, a backdrop and like, like whenever you talk to Montezuma, he had like two big uh, torches to the size of him and he looked all imposing and whatnot. And now it's just guys standing in front of a black background. Oh boy. Yeah. Woo. They, it's like they did a green screen effect. But then just, like, remove the background, and that's it. Yeah, they didn't really make it look like they were in their place. But but a lot of the other stuff, like the actual gameplay stuff, all of it is just fucking fantastic. I was, I was really confused at first, because it's so different from 5, even though at first glance it looks like basically another expansion or something, or like a full conversion expansion. But it is so much more than that. Right. Um, and I won't go into it because there's too much, but yeah, I just, I love it a lot and I'm going for a religious victory and it's really fun to be trying to forcefully spread street shitism all over the world. Now, now you know how, uh, Christians feel. So, um, I have been playing a lot of Binding of Isaac because I do that every six months or so. I'll play for a few weeks and then get bored and stop playing it for six or seven more months. So I played, I completed some challenges on Binding of Isaac, and every time I play and Ricky is watching me on Mixer, I have amazing luck. So <laughs> Ricky is like, I never get this good of luck in any game. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, because I had, uh, I don't know if any of you have played Binding of Isaac, but I had Brimstone. <clears throat> oh, wait, I'm sorry. I had Mom's Knife. And then I got triple shot, which allows mom's knife to be shot in, you know, three knives. And then I got um, item duplication and found quad shot. So I duplicated the quad shot. So I had like 16 knives coming out at each time that I shot. And it was amazing. I, for one, am just happy to hear that Ricky finally found a use to the world. What oh. do you mean? <laughs> I don't actually mean anything by that. Increasing my luck? Yeah, you know, it's good for something. Yeah. It's an accessory item. Exactly. And that's pretty much it. I didn't really play any... I played some Overwatch on the PS4, but nothing, you know, groundbreaking that I was playing that really left an impact. So let's let's go over one thing. Um, before Before you do... What? I just want to say, I've also been playing Fate. Uh, Grand Order. Oh, it's, it's a mobile game. Um, so, so anyway, let's talk to now. <laughs> <laughs> I I, ju- I just wanted to say, if anybody else is playing Fate Go, anybody, I mean, if we're talking old... about non-traditional games here, I also want to bring up, you know, like Magic: The Gathering. No, you know, if, if that's where this podcast is going, then by all means, yeah, it's 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 just popular right now. Fate Go is, and if anybody else is playing it, all two of our listeners. Hit me up on Twitter so I can get them friend codes because I need I need more people to like get friend points from. What is Fate Go? It's um so it's based in the Fate anime universe, right? Right. And uh, it's also a series of uh, Eero novel uh, visual novels. Erotic, erotic, right? Oh, fun. Yes. Yeah, they are hentai. Um, 
But the uh, the anime and the games are also like actual games and and a cool ass anime supposedly. But it's um it's basically a like a JRPG sort of except instead of traditional combat it's not quite card based combat but kind of is where there are like three different types of attacks and you pick a set of five cards that are determined by which three characters you have in your party i don't it's 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 very reminiscent of other prominent mobile games but it does a lot of stuff really well and I've just been playing it kind of in my spare time. Ah, I see. I see. Is it kind of like Hearthstone? No, because it's not. It's not a trading card game. It's it's just a. It's like a JRPG with a card battle system, but it's okay. very very simplified. It's more akin to. It's more akin to like Pokemon, in a way, because you're you're getting new characters, which the the the, the appeal to it. For me, or appeal of it to, for me with the characters is that like they're all based on historical figures, but they're not necessarily reminiscent of the historical figure. So like Leonardo da Vinci is a woman. Um, oh, that's cool. Well, actually, Leonardo da Vinci is a non-gender being uh, because he may or may not have been a man originally, but decided that the Mona Lisa is the epitome of beauty, and so turned himself or herself into the Mona Lisa. And like, that's really fucking crazy. And like, I have Elizabeth Bathory as uh, my leader in my party. Of course you do. And she, uh, she's a 14 year old succubus idol. (laughs) And like, like she wants to, she she wants to be a pop idol. (laughs) (laughs) But oh. then there's another version of her where yes. she's just a vampire. Well, yeah, I would imagine that would be more of the uh and the one that's that would her that's her, her grown up version. And uh like um one of the like one of the main characters in the anime is uh is King Arthur. But King Arthur is is a girl, like in, in the anime, just straight up is a woman and she was pretending to be a boy back then because she wouldn't have been taken seriously otherwise. Uh, like they they spin a lot of cool stuff like that, but yeah, it's just really appealing to be like, yeah, my party's made up of Elizabeth Bathory and Blackbeard and like the King of Persia. <laughs> it's like, and we're fighting dragons that are being led by Joan of Arc, who has been revived as a evil witch. So you've been playing that game. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to move, I did want to talk to Nick Nick Lotus about was uh, you you did something you didn't mention. I I figured you would mention this during the gameplay section. You uh, got to interview Gerard Khalil. I did. I interviewed Gerard Khalil, the completionist, that one video gamer, whatever you want to call him. And yeah, it was a it was a really fun interview. Uh, the there was a, there was a short edited version that went on the air on the station I'm on. And I put the mostly uncut, basically extended cut version with minimal edits on my own channel. That's up now, and it's the most recent upload. So it'll be really easy to find if you just go to youtube.com slash Plays. Shameless self-plug over, but I will tell you that the completionist is exactly as cuddly as he looks. <laughs> he, he gave me two hugs. And yeah. he took a selfie with me. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. Which is the thumbnail for the video. Of course, yeah, naturally. I, I, uh, I listened to the whole thing because I was bored at work, so I listened to the whole thing. And there were a couple cuts I, I noticed, but it was it was pretty good. I yeah, like I cut out I cut out the beginning where we were kind of just talking about technical stuff, and I didn't think anyone would care about that. And then in the middle, I jumped to a different point in the script than was originally lined up, so I just you know cut that that edit out. But that was basically it. Like, yeah. I didn't cut any of his answers or anything. And you know what? I find it pretty cool that uh, KNPR allows you to take your interviews and put them on your own YouTube. Well, I, I mean, nice. it's tech. It's well, I mean, it's it's not anything I've officially asked them about, but I don't think there's a problem with it since it's technically at least partially my intellectual property since I wrote it and everything. 
Well, yeah, but a lot of things, uh, a lot like I, you know, I work at Sony, so if I, well, not me, but if somebody else made something within the company, um, while they were, while they were on the clock, or or even if they yeah. were just working there while it was being designed. Uh, Sony can go back and say, no, you made that while you were working for us, so that's our intellectual property, so you can't make any money off of it. Most companies do, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, with with, with KNPR, um, I don't know, like I said, it's not something I've officially asked them about, but I don't think there's a problem with it, since, you know, they get the first run of the, you know, the highest quality edited product. And then, you know, a lot of times I put my pieces on my channel just kind of as an art, as a portfolio archive kind of thing. And I always specify in, you know, whatever product I put up that it was originally aired and produced and aired for KNPR. Yeah. Is that video doing well? Are you getting lots of views? Yeah. Last time I checked, it was up to 80. That's not bad. I was. So, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a slow burn. I don't think everyone's going to flock to it right away. No, I think that if. If uh, the completionist had a little bit, like, if he had, like, pushed, hey, I did an interview here, there would probably be a bunch of people flocking to it. But. Yeah. He, he, did, he did retweet the link to the, web ver- the station website where the, where the story went up. Oh, and that's good. I've, got, I've gotten some positive feedback. Oh, and Nick from Continue listened to the interview and commented on it. It's the highlighted video right now. And, I mean, you, could, you can ask my husband. I was like spazzing out yesterday with happiness because <laughs> because oh. nick murphy from continue commented on my video and said oh this was so great and i you know i love npr and i love gerard and 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 please take over for terry gross when she retires and i was like <laughs> that's amazing that's cool i'm that's never cool. i'm never i'm never gonna get a higher compliment than that probably. yeah <laughs> uh in contrast my video i had a video uh basically showing how to change the cpu usage in rainbow six siege because for some reason it uses like 100 percent usage because it's designed poorly and so i showed how to fix that and somebody commented on mine saying well do you do you feel ashamed of yourself for making a seven minute video for something that could be explained in less than a minute and i was like no not not even a little bit like why would i feel ashamed about that no, because not everybody gets everything right away. It's yeah. you you were providing a service and that guy was just hating. Yeah, whatever. People are weird. But that's cool. That's good for you uh that you got to do that because I mean at least that's a perk of working at NPR. You can kind of Oh yeah. Uh where I'm presuming you came up to the station and were like, "Hey, can we interview these people or did they yeah, yeah. set up the interview?" No, no. No, no, no. Actually, what happened was I, okay, I saw that I'd been, you know, I followed Gerard's videos and I had seen one where he talked about going to Evo and Evo is, you know, evolution championship series. It's a big gaming tournament that happens in Las Vegas every year. And so I knew he was coming. And so I thought that's, hmm, that's a local hook. So I have an excuse to bring someone I want to meet into work. (laughs) Yes. And so, and so I, and so I pitched the idea in the newsroom, mainly forming it around the tournament itself. And I ended up actually doing a segment about the tournament with a couple of locals, but then still managed to get Gerard for later on. And I actually emailed, I just, I just found the uh, main communications email from that one video gamer.com sent out an email saying, you know, with, with Gerard coming to Evo, it'd be really great to interview him. And I didn't think I would hear back, but then, but then, but then Gerard's brother, Jacques, who manages the communications for, for that one video gamer, he replied to me maybe two hours later, and that was a couple, a few months ago. And so, I mean, I, I didn't think that was that, that was a way easier booking than I expected it to be. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't, I didn't think I'd get a yes, much less so quickly. It's really weird because sometimes you know you hear back from them right away. Sometimes they you know they take forever. So I, I when we were working at There Be Geeks. I had emailed uh, Edmund McMillan because he had just came out with the first expansion of Binding of Isaac, the original version. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, so would you like to do an interview? We could talk about uh, Binding of Isaac and all that. And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, when will we be free? And and he emailed me back right away. And he was like, well, I'm free uh, tomorrow after 6 p.m. or I'm free for the next three hours if you want to do that. So literally, I I emailed him and then instantly got an interview. 
So, um, and then other times, you know, you just never hear back from the people or don't get added to the list and all that. So, um, do you plan on bringing in more people like gaming people onto KNPR and trying to interview them? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to, any, anybody who's, you know, kind of got a following and is, and is coming to town for some local event. That's the thing is a lot of, is that, you know, we've, as, as a local show, State of Nevada is a, is a Nevada and kind of regional area show. So we have to have a local hook to make a story work unless it's, you know, some really big name who's, you know, coming in for a brief thing. Like I think Suzanne Summers came in for a, a residency and we brought her in. Uh, Marty Allen, the comedian, was doing, was doing a, sh- a, a couple of shows and we brought him in. That kind of thing. So when uh, Aroa and I come down to go to a strip club... Uh, can we get in? No, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't go all the way to Nevada to go to a strip club. Oregon has better. I wouldn't strip go clubs. to a strip club. Yeah, yeah. Oregon has better ones too. So I, I mean, unless it was we got zombie burlesque here. <laughs> yeah, um, they they actually have a good one up in Portland that has like seven dollar steaks. So something that, about mixing strippers and food just grosses me out. Whatever. They're like strip, not connected. Strippers weird me out, so it's just well strip club. Well, strip club, not strippers specifically, but mixing oh, okay. strip clubs and food weirds me out. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, let's move on. We have one story we're we're just gonna briefly touch on, and we're not even gonna put it in the links below. But there is a new doctor that has been announced announced for Doctor Who, and it's what uh, Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker, yeah. And of course, that's a female. Uh, the 13th Doctor is going to be a female Doctor, and apparently people are getting kind of upset about it. Show's over. Yep, show's over. It's going to be awful. But they do this every time. So when David Tennant left and Matt Smith came in, uh, girls, fangirls, honestly, got upset because they had a huge crush on David Tennant. And so huge fan backlash because... Uh, Matt Smith wasn't as cute as David Tennant. And then uh, Matt Smith portrayed the Doctor and was was pretty good as the Doctor. And when he left, uh, Peter Capaldi took over, who Peter Capaldi's, you know, he's kind of up there in age. And so, of course, there was more backlash because, oh, my God, there's this old person being the Doctor. And Peter Capaldi is amazing as the Doctor. So I'm he's given anyway. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, he he does really well with what he's given. I honestly don't like Stephen Moffat's writing. Uh I think that Matt Smith would have been a better doctor if he had a different showrunner. But I Moffat I, does Moffat does good individual episodes, but he doesn't need to be showrunner. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have very good overarching plots. Um and continuity is kind of played loose because you know they'll they'll say they he cares more about the single individual stories rather than like the overall plot so things change from episode to episode and yeah. um anyway so then when peter capaldi came on he did really well as the doctor but again stephen moffat didn't really give him much to work with except for this last season was really good and now they're coming in with Jodie Whittaker, and there's going to be a new showrunner who's not Stephen Moffat. So I personally am excited to see how they handle it, because I think... I know people are going to get mad. Guys are apparently getting mad over this one. But what I've noticed with every single Doctor, except for Peter Capaldi, is that the the companions, the female companions, they, they tend to have this story where, oh, the female companions falling in love with the doctor and blah, blah, blah. And I'm really hoping they, they get away from that because. Oh yeah. I I, hate that. I, I hate that, that they're just every girl that meets him is fawning over him, which is why I like the most recent companion because she was a lesbian. So there was no, I like Donna. Yeah. Donna, okay, Donna and David Tennant Doctor were the best pairing, and I will fight you if you say otherwise. Donna's the best because she doesn't fawn over and fall in love with the Doctor the second she meets him. She doesn't take his crap. She's like his like older sister who doesn't take any guff, and she's amazing. I personally, <laughs> I my mine was personally Rory. I really liked Rory. Oh, Rory was great. Yeah, but um, 
What have you seen any of the backlash? I haven't honestly seen any of it because I haven't really looked, but mm-hmm. I've heard that there are a bunch of people, you know, calling, oh, this is just S- SJW bullshit and blah, blah, blah. No, it's called she's a freaking this it's called the doctor is a freaking time lord, so the doctor can take whatever form he she it wants. Nope. Did anybody get pissed off when the master took on a female form? I'm sure there was. I'm sure somebody did. I I didn't care. I thought it was a neat story, but I thought, yeah, I thought I thought that, that lady was great. <laughs> yeah. And then I did like the the last episode. I won't spoil anything, but where they had uh, Missy and the master in there. Um, I I thought that the the whole the way that they're doing it to get rid of him, uh, get rid of Capaldi and bring in a new doctor is is really good. And I'm excited to see how uh, Jodie Whittaker does as the doctor, and also who the companion's going to be because I don't think they've announced who the next companion's going to be. So. They, they um, announced it'd be a woman. I know that much. <clears throat> oh, it's going to be a woman. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. that'll be neat. I, I I hope it doesn't sink the ratings. I don't think it will. I mean, I don't think it will at all. Yeah, it, people complain, but North America. While yes, we have you know a huge. There's a huge following of Doctor Who over here. Uh, it's nowhere near as big as it is across the pond, and so. They are they are doing extremely well over there, and they're doing extremely well over here. So I'm thinking that even if the ratings do take a dip over in America, it's not going to hurt them one bit. So, yeah, anyway, let's move on, get away from that stuff, and uh, watch watch the Christmas finale if you want to see how... how uh, it, it, the Christmas special is how the Doctor is going to transform from Peter Capaldi into Jodie Whittaker. Anyway, moving on, let's talk about some stories. This one's really interesting, and I think Aroa might have something to say about it. Uh, Microsoft is going to use unused TV channels to offer rural broadband. So the idea is that they're going to create like a... I'm not sure exactly how it would work. Are they going to use like a... uh, um, Something through the coax cable for the TV channel, or what? Do you do you have any idea how this works? Uh, I was just looking over it. It doesn't say anything about it, but um, my assumption, or at least, well, because what space broadband. Yeah, it's it's saying right now, it's saying that the New York Times reports that Microsoft's pilot project will include offering white space broadband to communities in 12 states with the potential to bring an additional 2 million Americas, Americas, 200 Americans, 2 million Americans into high speed fold. So I remember back in the day, and I'll I'll let you talk, but I, I think it might work something like the Sega channel did. I don't bring that up every episode. Shut up. <laughs> so the Sega channel you would plug in you would you would plug in like a cartridge to the top of your Sega Genesis that had a coax cable in the back and then you would screw in um obviously a coax cable from your TV provider which was set to a specific channel it would then download um games from the internet basically onto um the RAM in your in your Sega Genesis, and I think that might be how this is working. I it's, think it, it seems similar to that. It's basically because the key is that it's using broadcast channels. Because obviously, we already have TV over cable. Right. This is this is just internet over broadcast. Which honestly, the the concept isn't all that far fetched. Because I mean that all any wireless internet signal is is just radio frequency, and that's all TV is. So. Hey, this is just a clever use of radio frequencies that we don't really use for anything right now. Right. It's Microsoft just buying these channels and then presumably they've got enough well, they've got enough bandwidth in those channels to where they'd be able to ha- handle a few people tuned into them at once and beyond that it's just a matter of of authenticating sessions and just ki- 
hopefully, you know, encrypting all the data going inside of that because you're basically just setting up a massive Wi-Fi network. Yeah. And uh, it should be noted that Microsoft obviously isn't an internet service provider. So it says here in the article that what they would do is they would set up the technology to do it and then have internet service providers take take over and and mm-hmm. run the internet in that way. And I don't know if it says it in this article, but another article I read said that they would do something like that. Uh, so it, it'll it'll be interesting to see it pan out. It's cool to finally have some kind of new technology that will hopefully set like maybe help knock out the fucking satellite internet companies that have been reaming people left and right for oh, years. Oh, satellite internet is the worst. Yeah. They, they give, you, pay, you pay like 80 bucks a month for one megabit down. And, and then, and then like, you have like one, one second of ping because you've got to go into yeah. fucking outer space to get it. Yeah. Like this probably won't be great for like, you know, gaming and whatnot, but uh, it'll, probably be better than you know flying into space and then coming back yeah i think this would be uh, probably like pretty slow compared to what we probably have right now but it'll be yeah let's say it goes up to 10 megs that's and and they're able to charge like a decent amount like a like a a pretty low amount for it that would be really good because i've had to deal with when i worked at remote support experts I had to deal with, I was talking to a lady and she was paying, I think it was, it was roughly about that, like 70 or $80 a month for four meg internet on satellite. Yeah. And the upload and the ping was terrible. And I had to remote into her computer and it was just, it was super difficult. I had to turn all the settings to the lowest and then downloading any updates just took forever. It was it was awful, and I hate satellite internet with a passion. So yeah, there are, there are people at my job where if they call in and they're like, "Well, I've got satellite internet," that could be the problem, and I I can't get remoted in because their bandwidth is so slow or so low. You know, I'm, I'm like, look, you're just gonna have to drive four hours to the office and stop working remotely right now. Yeah, this is, just isn't gonna work. One time, and and we'll conti- we'll move on. But I just thought this was funny. Uh, one time, I was at Consumer Cellular, and I was talking to a customer, and they're like, "My phone won't connect to my Wi-Fi," and we tried to get it connected and everything. And I, I went through all the steps, and I was like, "Well, just tell me what type of router do you have?" And they're like, "Well, I have a Belkin router." I'm like, "There's your problem. It's a fucking <laughs> Belkin. Belkin is the worst." That's a public service announcement from Reaton. They're so everywhere, too. Yeah, don't buy Belkin products ever. So let's move on. I like how Connor's adding to this discussion. It's great. So, I got nothing to add to it, man. <laughs> I, I just figured you were playing Team, or not Team Fortress, uh, Titanfall 2. That has nothing to do with the fact that I do not care about this conversation. It's not that I don't care about it. I'm actually enthralled by Microsoft doing it. But I'm not going to change my internet provider to Microsoft. Well, me neither. But this might help uh, people who are in more remote locations to to get Well, maybe they should just get with the rest of us in society and stop being babies about it. Some people don't want to be near people, okay? so Respectable. Let us... understandable have a nice day yeah let's move on to honestly my favorite story of the week um a guy got trapped inside an atm how the fuck (laughs) how did that happen yeah Yeah. my dad sent me the story early in the weekend cracking up at it made me raise my eyebrow yeah, it was amazing. So uh, it, the headlines in the Washington Post says, an ATM dispensed cash and notes for help from a man trapped inside. Um, police, uh, uh, I'll just read you part of the story. It says, a police officer driving near the waterfront of Corpus Christi, Texas, Wednesday afternoon was waved down and given an unusual tip. An ATM was dispensing handwritten notes scribbled with an existential appeal saying, please help. 
Uh, it had to be a joke. The responding officers believed. Uh, Bank of America ATM spitting emergency notes with cash and receipts sounded like an absurdly constructed plot of a gotcha live television show. Uh, then the machine started talking. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure enough, we, we can hear a little voice coming from inside the machine. Corpus Christi Police Officer Richard Olden told the local Fox affiliate, Fox affiliate, uh, Fox affiliate, and officer kicked down the door to reveal the author of the notes. A man hidden behind the machine was locked in the service room that was housed, that housed the ATM. He began scribbling notes to the outside world in an analog version of the Wizard of Oz bellowing from behind the curtain. Uh, the man was there to repair the door lock, which got the better of him. Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi police spokesman, Lieutenant Chris Hooper of the Washington Post, the contractor whose name and company were not released, had left behind his phone and device needed to open the door from the inside. So he left his keys in his car and his phone so he couldn't get help. And Sweet Jesus. And so he was stuck in the eight, like in the housing unit of the ATM and started like putting notes through the ATM to get help. Well, that's pretty smart. Not a lot of people would think of that. Uh, stuck stuck in the ATM machine. Guess I'll just die. Yeah. Yeah, the repairman wrote quote several pleas for help to people using the drive-through ATM, but it's unknown how many notes were passed on to citizens. One note collected by a local news station read, "Please help. I'm stuck in here and I don't have my phone. Please call my boss." <laughs> so with and of course he had the phone number written down. So at least he remembered his boss's phone number. Yeah. yeah. That's See, like, that's something not a lot of people would think to do. Yeah, like I would be like, please call somebody. Just any police. I don't remember anyone's number. What's the police? I'll settle for a decent burglar. Yeah. So the police obviously freed the man, and he's fine now. But this is this is my favorite story of a guy just getting trapped inside an ATM. It's Um, amazing. It is. It is. Did you not read about that, Aroa? No, I didn't hear about it at all. Oh, I thought you would have. So, yeah. I can't I even mean, read this article because I refuse to unblock the ads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I hate that about the Washington. I have it. I have uBlock Origin open. It's letting me read it. No, it says, we announced you're blocking ads. Keep supporting great journalism by turning off your ad blocker. Or purchase a subscription for unlimited access to real news you can count on. So, we've been over this. I have a love-hate relationship with ad blocker. So I get I it. usually have it turned off for that kind of stuff, but whenever they yell at me, then then I leave it on. Uh yeah, I like the ones who are like, hey, can you please turn it off? If not, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's fine. As yeah. long as they're not as long as they're not like fucking is it New York Times where they're like, Hey! Buy news. No? <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. I can get my news elsewhere. Thank you. Fucking New York Times. So I'm that, I'm just surprised that you guys didn't hear about this. Did you hear about this, Nicole? Mm, not until I read the article you put up. Was it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me or something? Uh, no, I was just reading through, I think, Gizmodo, and it was on there. Okay, no, I, I missed it. I w- I was, I'm just a little surprised you didn't cover it on KNPR or something. Well, I mean, if it if it wasn't if it wasn't local, that's wait, true. Who, where was this? If it wasn't local, I wouldn't read about it in my newscast. That's true. If it wasn't like pertaining to Nevada, Utah, Arizona, California. Yeah. I just think it's a hilarious story that should be covered everywhere. But uh, it's in Corpus Christi, Texas, is where it was. Yeah, so. we wouldn't have been reporting about any, something that happened in Texas unless it unless it affected something. I oh, do okay. gotta say, worst place you could be stuck in Texas is a small metal container. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. I, 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 and I'm pretty sure it doesn't have air conditioning in there. So <laughs> last I checked, no. no you should, you should go, to... you should go into the ATM and close the door just to see if there's air conditioning. <laughs> Nobody yeah. would come save me. The thing is, the funny thing is about this whole thing is, uh, up until you said the service room behind the ATM. I was like, how did he get inside of the ATM? Yeah, when I first <laughs> read this yeah, when I first read the story, 
<laughs> I had thought this guy was like break like broke into the the ATM and like <laughs> So I, for some reason, my brain went to like, he like went and like closed the door because he was trying to steal the money and then yeah. got stuck. But because like my... I was like, there's, there can't be any room in there. And how is there paper? <laughs> it's this tiny little box. Exactly. <laughs> the fact that, oh, yeah, most ATMs have like a building behind them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you can go into like my brain didn't, but didn't think about that. There was a little room behind it until I started reading the story. I was like, "Oh yeah, that that's great." I did see, um, and we'll move on. But there's another ATM story that I saw where a guy took a backhoe and tried to break into an ATM. And backhoe, like a yeah, like a giant <laughs> forklift thing. Or not forklift, uh, you know, construction vehicle. And he wasn't able to get money. He 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 broke apart the ATM, but he wasn't able to break it enough to get the money out of it. Because yeah, apparently, those, those things are like real lockdown. Yeah, apparently he's really not good at his job because I'm sure I could have managed, but whatever. That's just me. Hey man, there, there's a there's a whole movie. Where a subplot is that a couple of guys steal an ATM and they can't figure out how to get the money out. And, and that's in Breaking Bad as well. Yep, it is. That's where I know it from is Breaking Bad. Yeah. I think it was, was it Barbershop? I think it's a movie. I've never watched Barbershop. It. Yeah, it's, it is Barbershop. Okay, yeah. I kept on thinking, I was like, maybe it's Friday, but it's Barbershop. No, I don't know. So... Who are the target demographic of those cinematic experiences? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you are. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely that that target. I'm demo. listening to the music of the target demographic. Because it's amazing. Yeah. So let's move on. And we're going to talk about one of the best games released last last year, right? Mass Undertale? Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. That's not Undertale. The Undertale came, back, came out in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> so Close Mass enough. Effect Mass Effect Andromeda has actually received pretty average to negative reviews and people are not liking it because there's a there's kind of shitty animations in the facial areas which is weird for a BioWare game. Also the whole story is terrible. But, also yeah. the story's terrible. Also the animation for running is really wonky, not as bad as in Clandestine, <laughs> but still pretty bad. Um and so what they've done is they they have fixed it, they patched it quite a bit, and they want to make people come and actually buy Andromeda so they can, you know, have a return on investment. And so what they're doing is they're now offering a 10-hour free trial, uh, so basically a demo of Mass Effect's Andromeda, and if you like it, then you after that 10 hours, you can hopefully, you know, purchase the game. And so what do you guys think about this? Do you think that... It's it's uh, just them wanting to kind of get the word out that their game's not terrible anymore? Or is it just like a cash grab where they're just trying to get more people to buy the game? And do you think more people, sh- like more companies, should release trials of their games? Absolutely well, think that, yeah, yeah I mean, any, any, tri- any free trial is great. Um, and as far as, yeah, the Andromeda had a terrible response when it first launched because of all the glitches and whatnot that you're referencing. But yeah, maybe this is just their way of saying, hey, uh, sorry about our sorry about our rushed, crappy launch. We fixed some stuff. You want to see what we've done? <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's a good I think more games should have like an even if, even if it's an hour free trial, like Mass yeah. Effect is a huge RPG. So you're going to need more than an hour, but you know, there's some games that has been an hour in the character creation screen. <laughs> exactly. There are some games that, uh, you know, they're, they're roguelikes stuff like that. But if they offered a demo, I would be more interested in, in trying them. Cause I could try out the demo say, Oh, I do like this game and then go and purchase it because I see so many games on steam that I'm kind of interested in, but I don't know if I would like them. So I, I miss demo discs, is what I'm saying. I miss going to to Domino's and getting demo discs. Um, have any of you played Mass Effect Andromeda? Nope. I nope. haven't. I, I haven't played any of the Mass Effect games, but I've been curious about them. 
I, I'm kind of surprised. I, I figured you would like the Mass Effect series. Oh, yeah. It looks like something I'd like, especially since, you know, after I played Dragon Age Inquisition, I got really a lot more interested in, in trying Mass Effect. I just haven't gotten around to playing any of them yet. First so, one's the best one. All right. Good to know. Every, every, everyone says everyone says two, but I like the first one the most. Well, that's nice. You're wrong. Two is the best one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. It has better. It has better gameplay, has better character development. Um, yeah, it, but they're all pretty. I like the gameplay more in the first one. Oh, even the fucking car that sucks dick. Yep. Uh, you're you have terrible terrible taste. I yeah, hate I driving guess, I guess. in games. Oh, no, dude, the Mako's fine. The Mako was awful, it's, and you're bad. It's rough. I, yeah. I will say it's rough, but it's it was not. acceptable. It was tolerable. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, I really, I really did like all of them, though. Uh, Mass Effect, it, it, for me, Mass Effect Two is is better than one, but one is definitely better than three. Three, they, I, I don't know why they did this, but they tried to change the gameplay mechanics and it really was upsetting for me. So I'm, I was, I was happy with two, two was the best one of the bunch. And, uh, I never played Andromeda, but I might try the, the 10 hour free trial just to see if I like it though. I'm not really holding my breath. Are any of you going to try it out? No, why not? Maybe Problem, I mean, if it's free. The, the problem I got with video games nowadays is I'm not in high school anymore. I can't drop a considerable amount of time on a video game at once. And Mass Effect is a game that I'm going to want to sit down and binge for a while. Yeah. And I also maybe feel like the latest editions are just DLC farms. I mean, that sounds like something that EA certainly would be willing to cash in on, and it certainly would be easy enough with Mass Effect. But maybe, maybe I'm just thinking this 10-hour demo periods just a chance of hey you know first day's free come on back to 4.99 get yourself another another taste of new uh i think it's still is it still 50 bucks now 60 bucks i'm not I sure i don't how much think that they've reduced it by any means yeah so um, it's still they're, 60 dollars like now. please please buy it the best game ever please buy it anyway let's let's move on let's go to uh, this is another story. I actually really kind of like this story as well. Um, insider trader caught because he Googled how to commit fraud. Yay, stupid criminals, internet edition. Um, that's that's the internet. That's basically all the internet is, is stupid criminals. First off, oh, yeah, well, if you're, if you're going to search for how to commit fraud, use Tor. <laughs> or, your, or, or someone else's computer, at least. Yeah. Yeah, just go to the library like anyone else would. Exactly. So apparently this guy went online and I'm just trying to read through the story and find the relevant parts, but um Fei Yan, I totally messed up that. Uh postdoctoral researcher at a major university in Cambridge, Mass, Massachusetts, blah blah blah. Uh which we could guess at being MIT or Harvard. Um, his spouse was a lawyer at a major law firm who was working on a deal related to the purchase of Stillwater Mining Co- Company. Uh, somehow, he got wind of the deal and decided to try to make some cash with the insider information he'd seen. The figure, over a per- period of several days, uh, brought the better part of 500 share, or he bought the better part of 500 shares in the company, which eventually netted him close to $110,000. But after a large purchase on December 6, 2016, he began Googling phrases related to insider trading, such as how sect, sec detect unusual trade. Subsequent <laughs> searches. Wow. Included looking for phrases, insider trading with international account, and read a website telling users how not to commit the crime. Here... <laughs> so, apparently, he's an idiot. Because he should look how to, how to make it look 
or how to search for a crime online. How to search how to commit a crime online. Because apparently he needs that lesson first. It was like whenever I was, uh, I was like 10 and I went on uh, Ask Jeeves and searched for uh, where where to get weapons of mass destruction. (laughs) (laughs) And what did Jeeves tell you? Uh, It gave me a bunch of completely irrelevant search results because uh, Ask Jeeves was terrible. It was. It was Ask Jeeves. Yahoo is still terrible. It is fucking awful. Ask Jeeves is so nostalgic to think about now, though. Yeah. Right? Um, Back when search engines had commercials? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. The Yahoo one. I I remember that one. And I'm old because I do. So, um, how would you, how would you look Google for a crime online, Aroa? How how would you Google how to commit a crime online? Um, well, uh, I would first boot up, um, a, uh, a virtual or not a virtual, uh, but a, a live CD, a VM, um, a VM or something. I uh, I probably wouldn't even use a VM. Honestly, I would I would boot up a live a live USB of either Tails or Cube's OS, um, or that other OS that's based on Cube's OS that routes all of your traffic through Tor, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then I'd Google it using. Uh, disconnect.me if I was going to use Google at all. Um, but chances are I'd probably just use DuckDuckGo instead. I would just use DuckDuckGo at that point. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can use disconnect.me and yeah. that'll achieve pretty similar results. And also do it from, like, a coffee shop or the library, you know? Yeah, see, at the, at the minimum, what I would do is launch Tor and and use that to search for it. You can. I mean, if if somebody really wants to figure out who you are, they can definitely find you if you're using Tor. Yeah. Um, chances are you're not going to get investigated by the feds um, unless you know you're doing something like this. I guess if you're if you're some prominent figure and you're doing insider trading, yeah, the feds might investigate you. But right, uh, it's it's still pretty difficult. But hey, I mean. The people that did Silk Road thought that they were pretty smart, and, and they, they got, got caught. caught. And so did the so. late the other one that that came up after Silk Road. That they also got caught. Yeah, Silk Road Two. Yeah. Well, no, there was another one after Silk Road Two got taken down. There was yeah, another was one that some, popped up. There was something that had a completely different name. I can't think of what it was called. Yeah, and that got taken down as well. Which apparently uh, Silk Road was bringing in. What was it like? Six hundred thousand dollars a day, or something like that. It was, it was like, a lot of bitcoins. Yeah, a lot of bitcoins. So, yeah, I would do something like that. I would at, at the bare minimum, I would I would either start uh, a VPN with Tor, like have a VPN going and have Tor running, or just use Tor. Uh, and also, yeah, don't use your own internet. Like, that's stupid. Like, take your laptop to a coffee shop or library. That way, it's a little harder to track you. But also, you've all, he already committed the crime. That's the yeah. thing. Like, he had already done the insider trading and got away with it when he started searching for this stuff. He obviously didn't think he'd gotten away with it yet. Yeah, because, I mean, it says here, um, eventually netted him a profit of $110,000, but after a large purchase, he began Googling uh, searches regarding insider trading. So it was after he had already committed the crime, he's like, oh, I think I'll just Google how to do this. Fucking- oh, see, see, he, had, he, had, he had spent his ill-gotten gains and was then paranoid about getting caught doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, honestly, if he had not Googled that, and, yeah, and, he busted himself. Yeah, he would have been fine. But, oh, man. That's awful. Oh, well. Now, I want to know if I can have that $110,000. Because we could use it at the site. And by the site, I mean I need to pay off student loans. So, uh, does I wonder how much 
how much it was because he bought 500 shares and he ended up making $110,000 off of it. So that's got to be a pretty pricey stock, I would imagine. Does anybody, does it say here? I don't think it does. What, oh, related to the purchase of Stillwater Mining Company? I don't know how much they're worth. Uh, let's see. Stock price. Nope. Don't know. I have no idea. Uh, looks like around $200 maybe. No. No, it's uh, less than that. Quite a bit less. That's a PE. Okay, anyway. Sorry. So, yeah. Unless you guys have anything else to say about that, I think we're done. Okay. 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 Cool. Oops. <laughs> That's this is the most exhilarating podcast. Uh, hey guys, yeah, we're here, I guess. Uh, we're done with the podcast. All right, all right, that's good. So, um, where can we find you, Connor? You can find me, Connor, mostly at Twitter at cyberpunk underscore monk. I'm going to be making projects again sometime. Also, since this is usually the time that we talk about stuff not relevant to the podcast, pretty excited. I just ended up getting a new car again today. So, oh, congratulations. Oh, cool. uh, it's a, I got in my notes. Uh, th- what we ended up going with was a 200, uh, 2001 Honda Accord. Oh. Uh, some Semperfy dude that we know was selling it because his daughter was getting a new car. And I was like, you know, I just lost my car. So this would be, uh, this would be a great help. And that probably, because it's, I mean, 16 years old, probably was pretty cheap, right? Uh, it cost me a little more than I wanted to cost, but we took off 200 bucks from what he was asking for. Well, that's good. Um, well, that's good. I, uh, I know I read that you had, your car had broken down. Did, what happened to it? Uh, so we had some weather in Illinois on Wednesday. And what happened was it was about 5.15 a.m. I woke up a little early just to miss all the traffic on my way to work. And the street that I usually take, like, in you know, 0.2 miles away from my house, uh, had a little bit of water in it. So I was like, okay, whatever. This is nothing new. It, it wasn't enough to, you know, do damage or anything. So I went through it. And I hydroplaned into a ditch. And then uh, whilst in that ditch, the water was meeting up from, like, the hood of the car to the, the front window. So I was like, I need to get out of this car. No. Open the door. Yeah. Open the door. Water came flooding in. Uh, and then we, we were going to order a tow truck, but my dad had a pretty cool idea, which was we were just going to hook up a chain to his little uh, Honda that he's got. So we towed this thing, the, the two miles or so it, we took a long way around just so it could be uphill but uh with me in the back basically riding on that brake the hardest it's been ridden ever and my dad's tiny little car being used as a pickup that sounds awful that sounds it was a little stressful so uh i'm happy you're not dead that's nice well you know that's that's yet to be seen yeah um that sounds was it like pretty nerve-wracking Falling into a yeah. ditch. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty bummed out and stressed out about it all. To be completely honest with you. Yeah. Well, and so the the cars are totaled now, right? The uh, the car isn't. What happened is the engine is just fucked. Well, yeah. Uh, one of the piston rods went straight through a pan, and we, we got as far as uh, cracking open inside of the spark plugs to check the pressure on each of the. The cylinder ports. I'm not, I'm not a mechanic. I don't know these names. Yeah, yeah, me neither. But, I don't care. <laughs> but once we got to that point of, you know, why is five of the six pistons giving any pressure? We kind of came to the conclusion that it would probably be cheaper to get a new car than to fix this. Right. I mean, theoretically, what you could have done is bought a new engine, but eh. Oh, yeah. Real easy to replace those. <laughs> yeah, super easy. So uh, I had a friend once who he's an idiot and he was driving he lived i want to say 12 miles out of town something like that and he was driving into town and it was during the winter and he's going 65 70 on these back ass country roads where there's ice because obviously it's winter and he goes around a corner 
hits it with his, he's on the tiny Subaru, rolls his car three times. Uh, and, and his car was on the, the, the roof. Uh, so it was, you know, upside down from where it's supposed to be after it was done rolling. And so he, you know, crawls out of the car and because it's a Subaru, he pushes it over, starts it up and drives back home. I mean, hey, if he made it. Yeah, he did make it. Uh, All the windows were broken out and the car wasn't doing very well, but it did make it home. So that was pretty nice for him, I guess. I don't know. Remember the time you got into an accident? Uh, The time I was hit by a semi? Yeah. Yeah, there's that time. I'm seeing if you remember. I don't actually care to talk about it. And then there was the other time when I was, the other two times I was parked in front of my house and people decided to hit my car. That was fun. I I have terrible luck. So anyway, where can we find you, Nicole Nicolotis Robinson Carroll? Well, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as Nick Lotus. I'm also Nick Lotus Plays on Facebook, and I'm Nick Lotus Plays on YouTube, where, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you can now hear an extended interview with Gerard, the completionist Khalil. Yeah. And and you can <gasps> listen. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> George Romero just died. What? George Why do people die during the podcast? No. George Romero just died. Like, how did he die? Uh, I don't know. It just came up on my news thing. Oh. Well, that that's uh, why do people die during the podcast, Aroa? I, I don't know. He died. He was seventy-seven. Huh. Well, I mean, that's that's a pretty. Uh, he died after a brief but aggressive battle with lung cancer. Oh, that would do it. Did he? Was he a smoker or did he just get lung cancer? I I don't know. Huh. That's that's crazy. Yeah. How many people have died during the podcast? That's what I want to know. We're getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> Like I know Satoru wanted like like that happened when we were yeah. doing the podcast, and then I think there was somebody else who I'm like, oh, this person's dead, um, which just shows you the power of this podcast. So, listen or else. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can also listen to Nicole Nicolotis Reps and Carol, uh, at on KNPR if you're in the Vegas area. Or, Nevada, or 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 Nevada. you can yes or you can stream it online at knpr.org. Yeah. See, you can do that. And yeah, I and think we're also and we're also on TuneIn, I think. You are on TuneIn. That's how I that's or, how I listen or the, to you guys. Or or you can select KNPR as your station on the NPR1 app. And I'm seriously done shamelessly plugging now. Well, I was <laughs> just I was just wondering uh is it also on like Sirius XM? Is there a NPR station thing on on Sirius? You know, there pro- there there probably is an NPR station on Sirius XM. I don't have Sirius XM. So I don't. I don't. I don't either. It's too expensive. There, and- there is an NPR station, but I think it's like it's network. It's not local. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Aroa, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter Aroa, uh, Instagram Aroa one three three seven. Um, I got uh, Facebook Row Entertainment, YouTube Row One Three Three Seven, Twitch and Mixer Row One Three Three Seven, and Aroa. Um, you know, as as I said them, what's the word for that? I don't know. Uh, I yeah. don't. I don't know what you're saying. Respectively. Oh, Respectively, okay. That's the word. <laughs> um, and. Maybe I'll eventually update satanoscillate.tumblr.com, you know, maybe. No, probably not. Maybe you should well, name it Aroa1337. The way it goes. So that's my no work or progress to go into it? I have aroa.tumblr.com, but I don't really post anything on there anymore. Like, oh, okay. Every once in a while, I'll reblog a cute anime girl, but that's about it. Yeah, I've seen those. I've seen those because they link to your uh, Twitter. Uh, and Facebook. Yep. Yeah, because I do not have tumblr because i refuse to have tumblr because it's awful i love tumblr um do you do you i don't yeah. like it i don't like it hate it 
I, Nathan Reeton Spruth, you can find at Reeton. I'm Reeton everywhere, so you can find me at Reeton on Twitter. Uh, I'm on. I'm at Reeton on Mixer. You can find me at Reeton Entertainment or Reeton on YouTube. Uh, follow any of my videos and podcasts I post on there. Uh, you can get the podcast either from ReetonEntertainment.com, where I post it every week, or you can download it from iTunes or Google Play if you search for Reeton Podcast, or... I have links below where you can click on it and press the subscribe button and they'll be downloaded directly to your uh, iPhone or Android device whenever it's updated on Sundays. My, I don't think I'm missing anything. I think that's everything. And yeah, you guys will... Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Yep, yep. Bye. Bye. What a riveting podcast. What a riveting. It's such great guests. <laughs>